right, welcome to the Bull Rush. This is episode 26. I'm Ty Miller. Tonight I'm joined by Dynasty Frank and Scott Fish. <laughs> What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> All right. Tonight's show, we're going to kind of focus on deep dynasty stashes, and we're going to go through each position. We're each going to give one player, uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and we're going to use Dynasty League Football's April startup ADP. So let's get right into it. So let's start with quarterbacks, and the rule is it has to be outside the top 24 according to the ADP. Frank, why don't you go first? Ooh, I go first this time. All right. Okay, well, I'm going to bring up a little gentleman who's an elite, elite quarterback. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. His name is Joe Flacco. He's, a, he's the quarterback 26 coming off the, coming off the board in April's ADP. But now... Baltimore was first in the NFL with the most passing attempts in 2015, and that's not changing under Tressman at all. Tressman has been a, a, an offensive coordinator or a head coach in 11 seasons, right, going back to 1989. Hmm. In that time frame, his offense was top 10 in pass attempts seven times and top 15 10 times. This dude loves to pass the ball. He loves it. So that's not going to change. Next year, Flacco is going to hopefully have Josh Doxon on his team. <laughs> right. I was going to say that. <laughs> Maybe Bashard Perriman may run, eventually start running somehow. I mean, Maybe. this guy, I don't know He's what the hell happened. He's got Mike Wallace, dude. He's got Mike Wallace. Oh, of course. And I totally forgot about Mike Wallace. He's... He's fantastic, right? I totally forgot about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, seriously, they got to address the wide receiver position. Steve Smith is old as fart. I mean, last year, Kamar Aiken led the team in targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. That's not going to happen again. That can't happen again. Why not? He's a stud. Goat. He's goat. goat drink. Kamari. Drink. <laughs> drink. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, I actually took a drink as they told me to. Yes. It's true. It's not alcoholic, though, so that doesn't count. I'm not sure that counts. Um, <laughs> anyway, last year, Flacco had his highest completion percentage in his career at 64.4%. Um, his adjusted yards per attempt weren't that great. I mean, at 6.1, that was 30th in the NFL. But um, I don't see he's the guy. I mean... He's going to pass, and especially next year, under Tressman. I just love him. Yeah, and really, he had they had Forsett go down. They had to right. uh, adjust for that. They had Steve Smith go down. They had to adjust for that. Brashad Perryman never got going. They had they didn't really have to adjust for that, but, I mean, they didn't get a, have a weapon. They, they had very little for weapons. They should. It's almost impossible to have less weapons than they did last year. <laughs> so that, that all does speak speak better for Flacco for this year. Yeah, it really does. I mean, that whole offense could come together this year. Uh, I know Dennis Pitta, you know, there was hope that he would play last year. That fell apart. Yeah, they have seven tight ends, so I'm sure they'll find a way somehow to use them. I mean, they <laughs> got right. Ben Watson. They're going to move uh, uh, Darren Dennis. Waller. Waller. Yeah, Darren yeah. Waller to tight end. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Max Williams, tight end. Everybody's playing tight end. Steve Smith, I think, is going to play tight end, too. So. I, I probably should have told you before you started talking about Flacco. I, I am about 6'3", 225, 220. Um, I'm actually trying out at tight end for Baltimore next week. Good. Uh, oh, I think you got a good shot. Good yeah, luck, they, want, they, they want to get me in and check me out before the draft to see if tight end <laughs> will be a need that they need to address in the first round. Uh, they might uh, have to. Yeah, they'll, I'm sure they'll pass some tight ends for you, man. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go next here. Colin Kaepernick. Nice. Colin Kaepernick. 
your future quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Oh, yeah. I hope. I All right, yeah, so this is mostly based on the expectation that he'll be traded to Denver. ESPN's Mark Dominic said that he believes the deal is done since the 49ers let Cap go to the Broncos facility, which apparently you don't do unless something is tentatively in place. So I, I am... I have obviously no inside information on this. I'm just going straight for Mark Dominic. <laughs> You're not worried about that three-way trade with the Bills possibility? Uh, Tyrod Taylor going to the Broncos? Uh, dude, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I would. I, I don't know if Broncos, I trust that either. <laughs> yeah, if I'm the Broncos, I prefer Cap over Tyrod. But hmm. I mean, I think that Cap would thrive in Gary Kubiak's offense. Just kind of looking at the way he runs his offense, like the the quarterback bootlegs. Uh, that seemed to just fit Cap perfectly. Gets him out of the pocket, gets him on the move a little bit. And really, many people have no faith in Kaepernick returning to any form of glory uh, other than maybe a glory hole. And it shows in the, <laughs> <laughs> it shows in the April ADP rank because uh, he is QB 25 behind guys already like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. So people have lost faith. I think that he's a guy that if you get now, assuming and hoping that that deal does happen where he ends up in Denver, uh, I, I think that you're going to see a little price bump on him. Yeah, I, I hated Kaepernick. I hated Kaepernick. I, I don't know how far. I mean, I could check my timeline. I, I just I felt like he was like a one-read quarterback. He just looked for his first read, and if not, he just ran. But when he ran, what? who was it? Was it uh, Michaels, Al Michaels, that called him a gazelle? Like everybody yeah. was calling him gazelle. You saw all these memes of him like running around. He's more like Gonzo. <laughs> right, it's <laughs> not like guns are running out there. But if in Denver, I like that. Listen, I have Kaepernick in uh, Kitchen Stick Four, and I hope, I hope he goes to Denver because I think he can be a sneaky little buy. Yeah, it depends on the price, I guess. Uh, I wonder if a Kaepernick holder or owner, I, and I don't know because I haven't inquired. I'm not really a cap guy myself. I, I can understand wanting him if he goes to Denver. He's just not very accurate. I, I don't think he's that great of a quarterback, but. Uh, I, I don't know if Kaepernick owners want to trade him right now, like with him in limbo. Uh, have you have you seen any feelers? Have you seen anything on Twitter if he's uh, if he's being traded around right now at all? I, I haven't looked into it. Maybe you guys have. I don't know. No, I mean you have to look at the I guess the hashtag Dynasty Trades to kind of get a vibe on it. But yeah. I, I mean there was a lot of talk. What maybe two months ago, a month and a half ago, where it was it seemed like very likely he was going to be moving. And now it kind of slowed down once once uh, his guaranteed money got picked up by San Francisco. People were like, "Well, he's just going to stay in San Francisco." Well, right. until this latest news just came out, I don't know. Maybe maybe you can kind of sneak him out of there. Right. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to yeah. give up that five million. I think Denver wanted him to restructure yeah. his contract and give up five million. And he's like, "Through that," which he should. I wouldn't give up five million dollars. I mean, I have it guaranteed in my pocket. Give me. I'll, I'll take my five million dollars. Yeah, Dom Capers got that dude paid. Because <laughs> of his terrible defenses. <laughs> All right, Scott, you're up next, buddy. What do you got? Hey, let's do it. Um, I went uh, <laughs> way deeper than you guys. Uh, I went with guys that are probably not even on rosters in most dynasty leagues. They they could be. They could be. They they probably are in mine because mine are super deep. But uh, I I actually I picked one. And then I didn't like it that much, so I picked another. I, I might read you both. <laughs> uh, my, my first one, Brett Hundley, backup QB Packers. I liked him coming out. Uh, I know he, he was like a fifth rounder, but 
with uh, Tolzien going to Indy, he's now the backup to Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers gets injured, he's the starter. He looked awesome last preseason. I think that he has that potential for like a, uh, you know, if if the if the Packers choose to go this route, he has the potential for one of those Matt Flynn, Matt Castle, Matt Schaub type trades. Uh, even though his name isn't Matt, you know, it's it's still possible. <laughs> um, so he he's kind of a guy I might want to stash at the back of my roster if I'm stashing a, a deep dynasty stash of QB. And the other one I'll just touch on quickly. I I put down Garrett Grayson because uh, same same thing. Uh, with New Orleans, uh, I, I I don't know if he's elevated himself to the number two there, but uh, you know he's he's only 24. Uh, he's second year player. He's behind Breeze, but there are a lot of weapons there. You know, Cook, Snead, Coleman, Fleener, the goat, drink, and, uh, <laughs> and they'll they'll probably they'll probably draft a wide receiver. I, I don't think he's the worst pickup in the world. He he's also a guy that you can just easily drop if you need a spot later. I, I think those are two deep end of your roster stashes that aren't bad. If one of the starters goes down, then these guys are gonna have a, a ton of opportunity to to score. Let's see, we we are spending a lot of time on quarterbacks. Let's move on to running backs. Uh, Frank, what do you got for your first running back? Uh, the rule for running backs is. Uh, you have to be outside the top 60 in DLF ADP. All right, so this running back, he's coming off the board at running back 72. And this far down, you just want opportunity. Hopefully somebody gets injured in front of this guy or they find a little niche in the offense and you can exploit this guy. So I went with Chris Thompson of Washington. He's coming at, like I said, the running back 72. And you're just throwing darts here. If Chris Thompson can work his way into like a – a Theo Riddick or Lance Dunbar type of role in my mind. If they can just split them out in that West Coast offense, hopefully you got Deshaun Jackson, you got Pierre Garçon, uh, Crowder, Reed, Jordan Reed coming out of the backfield. You got Chris Thompson. Uh, and Matt Jones is a good right, – they like Matt Jones. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to say he's a good or bad running back, but you know, I, he's, I think he's, he's good. a serviceable. I think he's good. Yeah. Not the best, but you know, I think he's good. He's a serviceable running back, but I think Chris Thompson could could complement him well. I have, like I said, Lance Dunbar, Theo Riddick, uh, PPR this far down, running back seventy two. Take a flyer on him, and hopefully he can uh, develop into something. Yeah, I thought Chris Thompson coming out of uh, FSU. I thought he was going to be um, like one of those not gadget type guys, but one of those PPR like. Uh, not even Spiller, but one of those big play PPR mm-hmm. type third down back players in the NFL at best. Uh, but he's he's now the number basically he's the number two, assuming he's healthy um, and can stay healthy. He's you know arguably the number two behind Matt Jones. He should have some opportunity there, and if Matt Jones gets hurt, yeah, uh, definitely. To pull back the curtains, we have uh, show notes here, uh, and uh, we write down who we were going to have for players. I actually thought I put down Chris Thompson, and then I go back to the show notes, and Chris Thompson is not there under my name, and it's suddenly under Frank's name. Now I'm not calling any. I'm not calling any shenanigans here. But, listen, uh, listen, I could bring back the Voxer, the Bull Rush Voxer, the Tuesday last week Tuesday when we set up the the, the parameters of our little podcast. And I shot out all four of my guys. I'm like, here we go. Boom, 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 boom. This is who I want. So I obviously you. you guys do not read my boxers. Yeah, we just mark all red. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I, wait, 
no, I, I meant that as a, I agree with you on Chris Thompson. It's nice. more of what I meant by that and also possible shenanigans. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go ahead, Ty. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, the running back I went with is a rookie, Wendell Smallwood. All right, running back 74 according to ADP. When I watch some film on this guy, all I see is a tough runner, and he likes contact, uh, which may not be a good thing. <laughs> but but he, he runs really hard. Um, he doesn't do much dancing around. He has pretty good hands. He seemed like a good receiver. Um, doesn't seem like he's going to be like a home run hitter, but he could rack up, rack up some yards. He really doesn't go down easily. That goes along with the tough runner. Like It takes more than one defender to take him down a lot. He's a decent blocker, which could keep him on the field or get him on the field uh, a little bit earlier. And I, I when I watch this guy, I really, I really like him. I think he could be a starter... Um, at, at some point. I think he's that, that caliber. Nice. I, in all honesty, I haven't watched Wendell Smallwood yet, so I have no idea. But you saying he ain't scurred? He ain't scurred of contact? He ain't scurred. <laughs> scurred. Well, you want that. You know, you, you kind of like that in a, in a running back. I really can't wait to see his uh, draft capital, where he goes, uh, not just yeah. the team, but also what round, see, see what NFL thinks of him, because I'm sure that they've uh, spent some good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who you got, Scott? Oh well, I'm gonna go with um, Mike Davis coming out of South Carolina. I thought, I thought he was actually one of the most complete backs in that draft. Believe it or not, I I didn't think he was the best, but I thought he was just very complete. Could be a three down back, good good pass catcher, okay pass blocker. Could he he could do just about anything. Um, and then he, I, I believe he ran a super slow 40, if I remember correctly, uh, that really hurt him. And uh, obviously uh, some injuries, injury issues he's got now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he, here's, here's, my, here's my thing with him. Even though last year he averaged a borderline inhuman 1.7 yards per carry, <laughs> <laughs> he's still the backup to hide. I, I, you look at those players behind, the, the Sean Drons and the Jared Haynes. I know Jared Haynes, you know, but... Um, <laughs> I, he's Australian. I, Kendall Gaskins. Um, I, th- I think Mike Davis is just so complete and such a good pass catcher that uh, with a guy like Chip Kelly who likes to run a fast offense and use multiple backs to keep them fresh, um, I think that Mike Davis could uh, could get a, a, some good run. You know, he had seven grabs in his five games last year. I think I think he could, he could get get some fantasy points out there. And if Davis get or if Hyde gets hurt, yeah, who knows? Uh, once again, I am uh, throwing darts at you know waiver wire guys on yeah. my on my deep stashes here. Yeah, and he's just as good as any other waiver wire guy you can pick up. I mean, darts, like you said, uh, Hyde was injured last year. Mike Davis is the second in line. Well, is he? Are we sure he's the second in line? With Chip Kelly, you don't know. You don't know. I mean, uh, it's Hyde. Yeah. They might draft somebody. Up. Imagine they draft Zeke at four. That would be, that would blow everybody away. But you don't know what Chip Kelly anymore. You, he's just crazy right. enough to do that. You know, he was a hot name coming out last year. Like people were kind of talking about. They, you know, they didn't really believe in Carlos Hyde, thinking that Mike Davis might be a, a nice stash last year. So, uh, I think that I think you're onto something there. All right, before we go to wide receivers, <sighs> this is hard. Um, I have to. You guys are laughing. I have I to. We, I have we to, really don't know what's going on. Sorry. Yeah. Just, let's let the listeners know. Ty and I have no idea what's what Scott's about to say here. So. All I know. All I know is he says 
this is hard, and he looked down. I don't know. Right. He might admit <laughs> the murder right now. Who knows? <laughs> we were really lightening the mood, but uh, this is a serious issue. I, I feel that I have a problem. You guys, uh, and I have to come clean to you, both of you, Ty and Frank, and I have to come clean to the listeners. Several weeks ago, I said that I hung out with Ty and that I swapped phones with him. That's not true. <laughs> what? I actually, I actually made a, a duplicate of his phone because I like snooping through people's phones to see what they're up to. And then the following week, <laughs> the following week, I did the same thing to Ryan McDowell. I made mm-hmm. a duplicate of his phone and looked through his schedule. And it's a real problem. I you keep definitely doing have it. a problem. I keep doing it to all our guests. And uh, a couple days ago, Frank was... <laughs> God damn it, I knew what happened to my phone. It was acting weird the other day. I knew it. A couple days ago, Frank was at the Bernie Sanders rally and he he forgot his headphones. So I was I was in the area, I brought his headphones down, I made up an excuse to to use his phone. I made I made a duplicate of his phone and, and I was looking through his schedule and Oh no, don't tell me you looked through my schedule. Oh, oh no. I, I think I think that uh, I think that Ty as a co-host of Frank's and our listeners deserve to hear the kind of stuff that you have scheduled for Friday. Please. I, I'd appreciate this. Oh no. I I really feel I really feel this is something that, that our listeners must hear. Oh no. I want to apologize. My schedule for Friday. You have 14 appointments for tomorrow. That's a lot. Can you read me my appointments for Friday? Tomorrow, you have 14 appointments at 8, 9, 10, 11 a.m., 12, 1, 3, 4, 5, 6, I'm a 7, very busy man. 8, 9, <laughs> and 10 p.m. 10 p.m.? On Friday at 8 a.m. Wake up. Time to live that sweet vaping lifestyle. Hashtag YOLO. On Friday at 9 a.m. Before going to work, try to talk wife into a threesome. If she says yes, tweet Josh Dotson to see if he is down. <laughs> On Friday at 10 a.m., write another chapter for my book, For the Love of Pasta Gravy, A Bronx Tale. Would you like to hear the entire list? Yes. <laughs> On Friday at 11 a.m., ask my mom to stop using her AARP card to get hotel room discounts for shacking up with my fantasy football league mates. <laughs> On Friday at noon, text Scott and see if he's done looking over my last book, Dynasty Frank, The Untold Stories. <laughs> On Friday at 1 p.m., we'll watch the movie Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Try to figure out how they did it. I must, must, must have Josh Doxson's baby. <laughs> On Friday at 3 p.m., beg Scott not to read an excerpt from my book of untold stories on the future episode of The Bull Rush. Oh, man. On Friday at 4 p.m., change sister-in-law's laundry from washer to dryer. <laughs> On Friday at 5 p.m., delete mailman's phone number from mom's phone again. On Friday at 6 p.m., go to my favorite weekly political discussion group meeting. Damn, I love me some political talk. <laughs> On Friday at 7 p.m., double-check that Josh Doxson is over the required half my age plus seven. <laughs> On Friday at 8 p.m., empty curse jar for swear words said in March. Use money to buy a new car. Use leftover money to buy a couple jet skis. On Friday at 9 p.m., pick up tomato sauce, garlic, and other ingredients for mom's world-famous gravy. 
Friday at 10 p.m. Go to bed thinking of new ways to make Twitter mad. Looks like that's everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, that's the oh, best one yet. Oh my god! That is the best one yet. You have uh, a crazy full day. Wow! Uh, it's so crazy. That's a my hell of a Friday. <laughs> my damn mom, man, she just won't stop. <laughs> Uh, you have a problem, Scott. I need my phone back. <laughs> I want to know what that AARP discount is, like 20% or... <laughs> don't act like you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a, a lot of Josh Doxson talk, and uh, you know what he is? He's a wide, he's a wide receiver. So uh, let's move on to wide receivers, and the rule is outside of the top 72 in ADP. Uh, what a segue. Listen to that segue. It was Mr. Segue right. right there. That was perfect. Hey, let's go with Scott. Ooh, Ooh all right, let's go with me. Nice. Um, this is a guy I've been trying to uh, trying to acquire in my leagues uh, and been completely unsuccessful so far. So uh, I went with <clears throat> I went with J.J. Nelson, wide receiver 99 in uh, DLF ADP. Arians raves about him. Which uh, you know, if you if you listen to what Bruce Arians says, you know he raves about his cat running forties. He ra- he raves about everything. So uh, every single player is amazing to Bruce Arians. So I, I take that with a grain of salt. But he uh, he says he's the fastest on the team easily, and I believe it with the four two eight forty. Michael Floyd's option was picked up, but he's he's an unrestricted free agent after the season. So. You never know there. Larry Fitz is, you know, he's still productive, but he is getting up there. It's it's not uh, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that Fitz could uh, find himself uh, somewhere else or starting on a decline. Uh, with Roddy White decline. <laughs> oh boy, Roddy White, Andre Johnson type. <laughs> that yeah. is a steep hill. But uh, Larry Fitz has been so solid. I'm not going to call that. Yeah, no, yeah, but, you're right. <clears throat> he did flash uh, when he had, when he got in there. Uh, he had a four-game stretch where he had 11 catches, 299 yards, and two touchdowns. And uh, since extrapolation is 100% accurate and always the right way to look at something, that's like a 1,200-yard, eight-touchdown pace. That's almost as good as James Jones. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go pick this guy up. Yeah, I, I put in a second one, like I, uh, my second one might be uh, Cordero Patterson. Might not be dumb to try to pick up, if you have just an open roster spot, what the hell type of thing, wide receiver sit 117, probably on waiver wires. Uh, if he goes to a second team, uh, maybe they can use him, utilize him in some way. I don't know. Hmm. So you're still holding out a little faith, huh? <laughs> uh, very little. But uh, <laughs> it bas- basically because he's free. Well, right. That's always a big key in all this. Okay, well, I'll go next. I'm going to go with uh, Ty Montgomery. And it's just because he has a great name. I was just about to say that. It's because his name is Ty. Exactly. He's wide receiver 75. And as you may know, he plays for the Green Bay Packers. Now, he's somewhat buried on the depth chart as of right now. But he did get a chance to play last season when Devontae Adams was out. And, of course, Jordy was out too. Sads. Um, he's very versatile, can play all the wide receiver positions. And Mike McCarthy... Mike McCarthy seems to love this guy, and that's really because of his versatility. Uh, talks about how he can play any formation and he can return kicks. I saw one quote saying how much he loved him just because he's so young and versatile already. So uh, his season was short, 
just because of an ankle sprain, a high ankle sprain, he had to have surgery on, so that sucks. But he's definitely worth a shot that late and uh, in that kind of offense. Um, I'm taking any any of those guys that I can, minus uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, because he sucks. Right. <laughs> I wonder if Devontae Adams is getting to the point where he's almost, what the hell, trying to get him for like a fourth rounder or something, because it seems like people just absolutely hate him. Yeah, but, but there's, uh, still, there's still truthers out there. If you've held on to Devontae Adams after all this hate, and hate. They're just like, screw it. I'm keeping them, I'm holding them, and you ain't getting them. And that's it. You're going to have to pay for them. And that's it. I mean, because they just because he stunk so bad and so many people have turned on him that it's just become like a contrarian play. Like, I'm just going to keep them. Screw that. I'm going to hold them. In my two biggest dynasty leagues, I picked Moncrief over Adams their rookie year. And I got so much crap for that because everybody was so loving Adams. Mm -hmm. I feel pretty good about that right now. Yeah, humble brag. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, ever since you know. he, ever since he had his game, it was, it was like 17 targets, but he had 10 catches for like 70 yards. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this? Frank, who's your wide receiver? Oh, wow. All right, here we go. Here's a, an unknown. He only played two games last year, and he's coming off the board at wide receiver 115. His wow. name is Tyrell Williams, San Diego Chargers. Now, he checks every box, 6'3", 204 pounds, you go his 40-yard dash was in the 69th percentile, 79th percent height-adjusted speed score, 88th percentile burst score, agility score in the 81st, and his catch radius is in the 98th percentile. That's, I mean, you just see this kid, this kid across the board. He's only 24 years old. I mean, he went undrafted, so that, that's a little um, concerning. But in San Diego, you have Keenan Allen, you have what now Taylor Gabriel. And then, what, you got the old man at tight end. And mm-hmm. I think Tyrell Williams, kid, he's got the opportunity. That's all I got to say. You know, he's got the opportunity to make a name for himself, play on the outside. So Matt Waldman last year loved the kill. He said, Tyrell, this is a quote from Matt Waldman's RSP. Don't get mad at me, Matt. Uh, Ty- Tyrell is a smooth runner with routes and an open field. Crazy three-cone drill at 6.53. So he's got the potential. He's got the, the physical abilities. The problem is he was, like, in and out of, like, the practice squad. Then then um, they they waived him. He wasn't picked up, and then they signed him back to the practice squad, and they brought him up to the active roster. So he only played in two games last year. But, again, this far down, you want to pick up these athletic players. You want these players young that haven't made a name for themselves. And if they do, he was a waiver wire, 115 115th wide receiver off the board. Yeah, Why not crazy. put this guy? Fun fact about Tyrell Williams: only drafted in one of the DLF six, six DLF ADP mocks. So wow. that's that's how deep wow. he is. Yeah, a couple uh, just before we move on, a couple guys that I did like in this range, uh, just to throw in there was Kiaris Garrett and Devin Smith. So those are two guys. All right, we're gonna move on. Yep, we're gonna move on for those two guys. Right. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Let's Keep bringing it up. Frank does not want people talking about him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you bring it up, Key? Everybody's bringing up Garrett now. Everybody's bringing up Kiaris Garrett. He had a th- third round ADP. He's creeping up. Now he's in the second round. Sons yep. of bitches. And of course, yep. I don't have a second round in my home league. But yeah, I saw Ryan McDowell tweet that he went at 204 in one of the the latest mocks. So I know. There you yeah. go. 
Well, this is that uh, part of the show where we go to our best ball correspondent, Mike Margosian. He sent me a text today, and the text was a little ambiguous. It kind of made me stop and look at it for a second, and I'm curious what he has to say here. So here's Mike. Thanks, fellas. Mike here reporting from the um, studio. Yeah, that's the ticket. The studio to bring you the Margot Minute, which means something a little different here at the studio. We're less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. And if you're going to be drafting any NFL 10 drafts that overlap the NFL draft, you got to be very careful. Every league will have at least one person, which may be you, that will get on the clock and just sit there while the draft actually takes place hoping to steal a rookie at a very cheap value. So you have to decide if you want to deal with that or not. I personally don't like the draft during the NFL draft because of that, and I start my drafts back up right after the NFL draft takes place. So good luck. I'm going to go back to the um, studio and back to the Bull Rush guys. Thanks again. Yeah, we need a squeegee. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, that yeah. I'll never be able to look at the Margosian minute the same. <laughs> First, he's hanging out with ISIS. Now he's hanging out with, like, German <laughs> filmmakers, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder what kind of... Is he incorporating the farm animals into that? Oh, thing? my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> That's... Never I wonder mind. what I kind of tip it. he's giving them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeesh. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. yeah sure. And move on. <laughs> <laughs> to follow Mike, and um, <clears throat> hopefully he's okay. All right, so we're going to go on to tight ends, and the rule here is they have to be outside the top 24. Hey, you think it's weird that we went into tight ends right after the Mike Moore minute? Just... <laughs> All right. <laughs> just saying. It just worked out. It just it just, it just happened to work out that way. Uh, Frank, let's start with you. All right, I'm up. All right, I'm going to bring up the tight end 30. Not dirty, like Mike Moore, I'm like like 30, is Jeff Horman in Denver. <laughs> Hoerman, no, no, Hireman, whatever his name is. <laughs> Jeff Hireman, that's right, I'm sorry. Who, I was, again, I had Mike Moore on the, uh, on the mind. Um, Jeff Hireman, tight end 30, coming off the board, Denver. Now, last year he tore his ACL, so we didn't see him at all. But you watch some Ohio State tape, and they used him everywhere. He's an athletic, athletic tight end. He can't block to he save his life. Yeah, he blocking. sucks. <laughs> he's pretty bad at it. But he splits outside. He's out wide. He's even in the backfield. And he seems like a fluid route runner. He gets the ball. He's always looking to get upfield. He's not afraid of contact. The guy is... I just loved what I saw out of him. And in Denver, well, you got Virgil Green. You got um, Hireman. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. You got Nick Casa, Richard Gordon, Manisa Gardner. I mean, who are these people? He's 23 years old, and I think he's got all the opportunity to take over the tight end, starting tight end. And again, tight end 30 coming off the board. I'm lo- I-, I really dig this kid. Yeah, that was actually, when I was looking at the list, uh, that was the guy that I was going to go for. And uh, you pretty much talked about everything that I was kind of jotting down notes on. It was just, it was just pathetic watching him try to block. But fantasy football, we don't, we don't, you know, get points for blocks, right? Blocks. So, no, there's yeah, no points he, for blocks. He's a really good receiver, and uh, I mean, Virgil Green got beat out by Owen Daniels last year, so Oof. I think it's wide open, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, Cap 
the, the, if Cap goes to Denver, do you like uh, Jeff more or less? Ooh, that's a good question there, Scott. Um, I like him more. I like him more than Mark Sanchez throwing the ball to him. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I, 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 I like him just a, the same. Exactly. I, I, mean, I think Kaepernick is a better quarterback than Mark Sanchez. So okay. I would like him more. Okay, I was just just uh, kind of curious about that because well, it, it it's kind of weird because Kaepernick that has at times not shown any love to the tight end, but then he had that end of that one year where he just like Vernon Davis was it his boy it seemed yeah he locked onto so, him so right. I I'm I'm wondering I. I, I didn't. It was one of those questions I legitimately wanted to hear what no, you guys thought because I'm I'm not sure what I think. So right, that's a great question. And how about this? If Jeff is the first read, then I love Jeff. If he's not, then if he's a progress, like if he's the third read in that in the play, then I'm like, oh no, because I don't think Cap is going to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't trust I don't trust Cap with uh, checkdowns. So um. yeah. All right, let's let's go to Ty. Who do you got, Ty? I have Richard Rodgers, and uh, I know I hate to bring up two two Packers here, but I mean he's the tight end you twenty-seven with, with Hundley. That's three. We're we're all Packers deep stashes yeah. today. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you ask anybody what they'll remember about uh, old Dick Rod from last year, it's the hail mary catch right at the end of the game. Just yeah, went up out of nowhere, got his big ass up in the air, brought the ball down. But uh, he's really not that great of an athlete. He has excellent hands, though. Uh, you just like he can make some acrobatic catches, just in weird positions. Um, he's a fair blocker, not very, not very good. Um, but now he's likely competing with Jared Cook, and so I mean Jared Cook is basically a strict receiver. That's it, right? Right. So I, that does give me a little bit of pause. But you know, the the whole theme with this is these guys are are later rounds that are kind of stashes, uh, just. Kind of guys you just put on the bottom of the bench and hope that they pan out. Um, Jared Cook only got a one-year deal also, so we'll see how that goes. Rodgers finished as the tight end 11 last year, but Jordy Nelson will be returning. Jared Cook's there now. So I I do think the uh, the upside is capped in 2016 at least. Yeah, but I think think the... the, um a really nice thing about him is that because Jared Cook went there and Jordy Nelson is uh, coming back, his price tag is probably much, much cheaper, if that's not true. free. I mean, people might be dropping him because of that. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, can't beat a price tag that low slash free. So. Right. Oh, how about uh, how about I jump in here? Uh, yes, please. Unlike, uh, unlike Mike Marr, uh, once again, I decided to go deeper than both of you. <laughs> not just the tip huh? <laughs> not just the tip uh, I went tight end 31 which is only one deeper than Frank but uh, <laughs> my, Michael Pruitt is what I'm going with because I'm a Vikings homer and I like what I see uh, I, I had a few guys I thought of here I mean I, I suppose I could have gone with Jason Morrow was probably the easy choice of guys with an ADP below the top 24 tight ends, but uh, with Michael Pruitt, uh, athletic freak, uh, Kyle Rudolph, um, uh, he's healthy, you know, about half Never. of the year it feels like <laughs> at best. Uh, and, and even when he's healthy, every once in a while he'll put up a like a one catch or two catch or no catch game. I kind of feel like uh, 
I, I know he wasn't super involved last year, but I think that he uh, he he'll just get more and more involved. I mean, he's a tight end. Tight ends don't do crap in year one. Usually not too much in year two either. So this is more of a deep stash. You know, Jordan Reed sized guy, five four eight forty. Uh, in college, he was he was pretty dominant. He had forty catches and five hundred year yards every year. In his final year, he was eighty one for eight sixty one and thirteen touchdowns. So that's crazy. Uh, he he is a guy that he <laughs> yeah that that kind of a athletic freak. Um, he he can be productive. Uh, it really does suck that he's right behind Rudolph because of Rudolph's contract. It's a, mm-hmm. like a $7 million cap hit each of the next four years, if, even if we wanted to cut Rudolph. So um, there, there is a little uh, limited upside there, but you never know. It's, it's the NFL. You never know what's going to happen. It's the end of the roster stash. Yeah. What do, you th- do you think that they'll uh, at, at some point use two tight ends? Uh, I'm just we, saying. Well, you know. we we do use two tight ends from time to time, and and a lot of times we'll we'll use we'll use a like an H back role, um, but uh, neither of those guys would be playing that. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I, I don't I don't know I I really don't know I doubt it, but uh, it could happen. Yeah, especially with Rudolph. I mean, I I fell for the Rudolph. I liked him, and then. He just disappointed every year. And if, if Pruitt, like what you just read off, Pruitt seems like, why isn't this guy starting? Seriously, why isn't Pruitt starting? Rudolph hasn't shown us anything that I – he's always hurt. Even when he plays, like you said, he, he sometimes he just disappears. They don't throw him the ball. Now, I don't know if it's, you know, Teddy. <laughs> like that's not throwing it to him. Maybe he's open and just Teddy's missing him. I, 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 you watch every Minnesota game. I, you know, I hardly do, so I'm not. You could have argued. You could have argued the draft capital line with, uh, with Kyle Rudolph, but then they extended him. You know. Yeah. Right. Um, right. I, I suppose it's also a matter of what else is out there. You know. I, I mean, as fantasy guys, we like to rip on Rudolph. Uh, for his inconsistency and his his no show games, but I I think he's probably still a top fifteen seventeen tight end in the entire NFL probably. You know? Right. So, we well, have like three top tight ends, and then everybody else is, is the same. Yeah. It's like a mess. It's Gronk and everyone else. Basically. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, it does make sense that they extended him just because of what else are they going to have a tight end? But uh, I yeah, Pruitt, nice late stash. All right, you know what time it is? What time is it, Ty? It's time for the triumphant return of PPR. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I suggest anyone who may just be tuning in for the first time, go back and listen to some of our older episodes because we did Go this, back and uh, listen to every episode and then uh, rate yeah. Good point. Good yeah. point. Solid. And then, yeah. and then have a report on our desk by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scott, you want to go ahead and take this over here, buddy? Or what the hell? Um, this is Scott's baby. Th- yeah, this is the game I came up with. Was this like week one or something? It was. It yeah, was early. It was week early three, on. Four, yeah. I don't know, but I came up with this game. You, I, I just tell you a brief statement, and then Ty and Frank, and sometimes a guest, have to decide if it is a president, a NFL player, or a crazy person from Florida, and we we. <laughs> We changed the title to PPR, as in uh, President, Player, or Resident. So uh, I think in the future we might just do any politician, any college or pro player and resident from Florida, because I'm really running out of super strange stuff. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, basically they have to guess president, NFL player, or crazy person from Florida for these three things I'm going to list. All right. Do you want to start? Should I start with number one? We ready to go? You guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Start with number two. (laughs) Okay, I'll start with number two. (laughs) This person admitted to playing Russian roulette on several occasions. Holy jeez. I got to go with a Florida resident. No? Because that's the stupidest thing in the world to do is play Russian roulette, and it's got to be Florida. I don't know. We've had some crazy presidents, and we've uh, NFL players, you know, maybe CTE. Yeah, but a president, here's my thing. A president would never put his own life. Like, maybe he'll play Russian roulette with, like, with a Secret Service guy, you know? <laughs> maybe that'll happen. But not with his own life. He worked too hard to become a president. And a college, I mean, and a pro player's got all that money, you know, all that money waiting or make, he's making all that money. He's not going to throw that away. And a Florida resident lives in Florida. So maybe that's a <laughs> He's got an excuse. He's got an excuse. They're, they're actually hoping for the other thing. The other thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So my first oh, thought was, wow. was Johnny Manziel. So uh, I'm going to go with player. Okay. So Frank went flirty and Ty went player. Yep. Yeah. He is. Former NFL player Herschel Walker. What? Herschel Walker? <laughs> Wait, Herschel Walker? Uh, oh Herschel my. Walker. God. Goodness. These are just idiots. Yep. Seriously, yep. there's so many dumb players. Herschel Walker has admitted to playing Russian roulette on several occasions. Wow. Would you play Russian roulette with like duck hunt, with like what the duck of, hunt gun? What kind of balls do you have to have to play that game? I could never do that. That's... Never. And listen, to you Floridians out there, let me just say since oh, we got oh, PC. Oh, Frank's going to kiss the mask. You, I'm sorry, baby. I'm not kissing I'm that. I ain't kissing that. So you Floridians out there. The weather I'm in your pro- state is awful. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? Did I jump no, in? No, I'm thinking Did like, we finish each other's sentences? <laughs> Are we best friends? We, did we just become best friends? I think you Floridians out there should be playing more Russian roulette. No. no oh, no, damn. No, no, do not be playing Russian roulette. Number one or number three, Ty, since you're apparently picking the order for this game. Oh, uh, yeah, let's go with number one. Number one, this person liked having petroleum jelly rubbed on his head. <laughs> Scott? <laughs> Scott, you were a bull player? You live in Florida? <laughs> yes and yes, and I'm also running for office. Nice. Oh, man. All right, Ty, you go. You go first this time. I feel like this is like that's something. Like I could just see, like you said, some Secret Service dude, like just massaging some president's scalp with some petroleum jelly. Let's do uh, president. <laughs> that's a good one. I was thinking that too. Um, now I'm gonna go with, with pro. I'm gonna go with a pro. <laughs> Ty is crushing you this week. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, Who was Cal- it? Calvin Coolidge. Enjoyed oh. having petroleum jelly slathered on his head while he ate breakfast in bed. Oh, wow. gosh. Oh, man, Ty just crushing this yeah, one. It's done. Okay. This person bit off his neighbor's ear. <laughs> All right. Come on. 
This has to be a trap. <laughs> it's a trap, right? You're right. It's a trap. It, I mean, I'm seeing Floridian in neon lights flashing. That's kind of the idea. I'm still going with Floridian. Does Mike Tyson live in Florida? I'm going with Floridian. Bit off his neighbor's ear. This, I mean, this, this has to be a Floridian. You can't pick Floridian. I pick Floridian. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you can't. No, you can't. Of course. You know, it'd be crazy though, as if this was a president. I'll uh, just, I'll just say president. Let's do it. Ty is writing. No, I just. <laughs> no, kidding. I was about to flip this mic. <laughs> Damn it. it is a Floridian. Of course. A Florida man went in for a bear hug with his neighbor and bit off his neighbor's ear because the neighbor wouldn't give him a cigarette. <laughs> of course. Smoke this. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Nice. Of course. For a cigarette. Wow. Was it a cool? Was it a pole mole? Oh, man. Okay, so that's the end of that game. Uh, I think we're about ready to wrap it up, aren't we, Ty? Is that? Yeah, yep, go I for it. Few... Yeah, let me just people remind people we have a listener league. Uh, we're going to do with uh, the FF Comedy Hour uh, at FF Comedy HR on Twitter. You should subscribe to them on, on iTunes. Rate and review them. Rate and review us on iTunes. Set a screenshot to either them or me at scottfish24 or scottfish24 at gmail.com. We have, uh, we, have, we have a ton of people signed up. I don't even know how I'm going to create this league, but uh, we'll figure something out. Maybe I'll have some kind of Hunger Games type scenario for, for spots <laughs> or something. Um, so uh, that's, that's about all I got. Yeah, we want to thank everybody that has rated and reviewed us. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so far, seriously, man, you guys, uh, you guys are awesome. Appreciate yeah, it's been that. Amazing. Yeah. Also, if you have an idea or topic you want you want us to focus on on one of these episodes, tweet it to hashtag tbrpod. Do it. We we're seat of our pants. So please. Tell us what to what you want us to do. We're we're like trained right. monkeys. You know, I don't know. You guys, we got webcams and people are telling us what to do. This is a little crazy. Oh yeah, that, that might I not. That one Mike Mar too much. As long as, long as it's Bad. not as long as it's not eating any Brussels sprouts. Oh, oh. most disgusting food there is. Meat, well, pickles and salads, but oh, Brussels sprouts are up there. And Top pork. Ten. Uh, and everything. Pork isn't up there with those three. Those three it aren't even be. foods. They're completely inedible. <laughs> you, they're they're not even edible. I'll dip those bitches in butter and eat them. That's it. What is you, so if you like wrap, if you wrap like baking around Brussels sprouts, you won't you won't be able to eat it. I can wrap bacon no. anything. No, like tin can. I could not. Absolutely not. That's that's insane. A tin can wrapped or Brussels. You put a tiny pickle on a on a bacon cheeseburger, which is like one of my favorite foods. I can't eat it. I can't do it. <laughs> that's insane. I don't get it. I don't well, understand. If you want to tell Scott how terrible his food takes are, <laughs> they're not it's, takes. It's his lifestyle. Okay. It's, his lifestyle. it's the way I have to live. <laughs> You can tweet him at scottfish24. You can follow Frank at Dynasty Frank. You can follow me at Ty underscore N underscore STL. And you can follow the show at Bull Rush Podcast. We'll see you next week. Later.